We're all looking for better ways, easier ways to manage our stress. And so in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I share with you three ways, three things that I have implemented into my life that has brought down my day-to-day stress tremendously. Now, note of warning, I do not like to make things hard for myself. And as a result, a lot of the things I do don't always make sense to everyone, especially if you're the type of person who is traditional and likes things done a certain way. I am not like that. I like to look for the way that makes the most sense to my mind and brain and flows with the structure of my home and my family members. And so I just wanted to give that disclaimer, hence why this is titled Non-Traditional Ways of Managing Your Stress. Regardless, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. I remember when I had just had my son in 2019, a couple of my aunties came to stay with us. So In addition to my mom and my husband, I had lots of help with the baby and my then toddler. As an aside, I just want to say I have an amazing support system. I want to give a special shout out to my husband. So I just wanted to just say that, yes, things are busy. Things can be overwhelming and stressful. But my support system, especially my husband who helps with the day-to-day running of the household, has been immeasurable. So thank you. Anyways, back to what I was saying. One of my aunt, my dad's younger sister, after a few days, she said, you, Andy, you do things differently. <laughs> she, we were in the kitchen by the sink and she would just looked at me and she said, you, Andy, you do things differently. And I was like, auntie, what do you mean? And she was like, I don't know the way you arrange your things and your cooking and your cleaning. It's just, it's just different. Then she went on to say how particular I can be about different things, but that's not the point of the episode today. The point is that I really don't like to make things hard for myself. I really love for things in my life to be as easy and as simple as possible. And so I think that that is what she was picking up on. If it's looking hard, if it's looking stressful, then count me out. I love simplicity. I love things to flow. I love rhythms in my life. I love ease. I really do. Suffice it to say that I love to find ways in my life to make things easy for myself. And truthfully, most of the things I do might not make sense to everyone, especially if you're one of those people who loves doing things one way, like there's only one way of doing things, or there's only one right way of doing things, or you love doing things the traditional way. I'm not sure we can be friends anymore if that's you. (laughs) I'm just joking, but I'm honestly not here for all of that. If it's going to add stress to my life, I do not want it. 
So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you three non-traditional ways I've managed to reduce stress in my day-to-day life and make my life easier for me overall. And so the first non-traditional way is I limit the amount of stuff in my house. And this is non-traditional because if like me, you grew up in a household where we just had, to be honest, a lot of stuff. We had a lot of stuff. And the more stuff you have, the more clutter. And the more clutter in my home, the more underlying stress I feel. And this is something I had to grow out of because Yes, I definitely went through the phase where if I liked a pair of shoes, I would buy them in five different colors. Or I had like a massive wall full of all sorts of different earrings and jewelry, (laughs) different clothes. I would have like jackets in different colors, right? And so I just was used to having a lot of stuff. So something that I had to grow out of and something I had to be intentional about and something that with my kids, I mean, let's talk about their toys. Right. And I know that for many moms, kids' toys can be a big source of stress. Personally, I firmly believe that most of our kids do not play with at least 50% of the toys that they have or read at least 50% of the books that are in their playroom or in their play area. Yet, if they're looking for a toy, they end up dumping out all the Legos and dumping out all the little itty-bitty pieces of all their toys onto the floor trying to find the one toy that they actually want to play with. Or maybe you're making dinner and they come to you and they're whining, mommy, I don't have anything to do. I'm so bored. And you tell them like, you have all these toys, go play with your toys. But despite having so many toys, they're feeling overwhelmed, right? They go to their play area and they walk out saying, I have nothing to do because they're overwhelmed by all the choices that they have and they end up abandoning the playroom and coming to whine at you in the kitchen. I mean, personally for you, tell me if you've ever experienced this when you go into a store like Winners or you go into a store like Marshalls, maybe you're trying to get a cute top for yourself or you're just browsing around and within five minutes of looking around, you leave. Even though there's rows and rows of clothes, you leave empty-handed. That happens to me all the time, especially in a store like Winners. But it's because there's so much choice that our brains get overwhelmed and we abandon the decision. Well, same thing happens to our kids. And so one tip that I would give you is limit the amount of toys that your kids have right? Try and pick out the ones that they tend to play with on a regular basis, or maybe bring the toys out on rotation. So one month, have a set of toys out, then remove those toys, take them to the basement, bring another set up. But having all that stuff out can be overwhelming for them. And of course, it can be overwhelming for you. So limiting the amount of stuff is so important. The other area of my home that I love to limit the amount of stuff is in the kitchen. And again, I would argue that 80% of the utensils that you have, I know for sure that 80% of the utensils that I had, I wasn't even using them. So I'm talking pots, pans, spatulas, serving spoons, all of that, cutlery, all of that. So 
Last year, maybe even two years ago at this point, I tried an experiment and I took all the utensils and cutlery that I wasn't using. I put them in the box and I put them down in the basement. And honestly, a couple of years later, I've probably had to go down to the basement once or twice to pull out a random sieve, for example. And that's because personally, I don't bake. But when my mother-in-law is visiting and she wants to make puff puff for the kids, for those of you who don't know what puff puff is, it's basically fried dough, fried sweet dough. And maybe she wants to bake. She needs a sieve to sift out the flour. And so I have to go into the basement and bring the sieve for her. When she leaves, I put the sieve right back. I only have three sets of dishes. So three sets of plates, three sets of side plates, three sets of bowls, three sets of forks, knives, spoons, teaspoons, three sets out at any given time. Of course, if we have guests, I will go to the basement and bring everything up for the guests and everything else goes into the basement. And for me, what this does is it limits so much the mountain of dishes that I have to deal with at the end of the day or at any given point in time. It forces me to clean up as I go along. So if I'm cooking and maybe I need three pots to cook and I only have two big pots out, I have two little pots out, it forces me to clean up as I go. It forces me to get creative so that I don't leave a mountain of a mess, which I am very prone to doing, and I'm able to keep my stress levels down and maintain my sanity. And yeah, this totally goes against the mentality that I think a lot of us grew up with, which is the need for having options and having variety. But to be honest, girl, having too much of a good thing can be a bad thing too. So that's the first way that I have gone against the grain and done some non-traditional things to manage my day-to-day stress. And speaking of dishes, the second thing that I do is I actually use my dishwasher. I use my dishwasher and not just as a place to store my dishes, not just as a drying rack. I actually use it to wash my dishes. And again, this is a more recent thing that I started doing the past couple of years. And this has reduced my stress in the mornings and in the evenings tremendously. And like I say, this is a non-traditional way because my parents don't use their dishwashers. Whenever my mother-in-law comes to visit, she questions me about the dishwasher and I'm just like, it's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. I don't even talk about it anymore because I'm so much happier in the kitchen ever since I started using mine. So what that meant is I have gotten rid of that annoying dish rack that always would look so wet and gross to me. I just found those dish racks for me anyway, so annoying. So I don't have a dish rack anymore. I do have a dish mat that I have out and I only use it for things like my big pots, maybe my blender, anything that I need to wash by hand, I will use the dish mat for. And I also don't like to leave dishes out on the dish mat. So I also will dry my dishes with a microfiber cloth. So what that also means is my forks and knives are shiny because they don't have any watermarks on them. And so anything that I can put away, I put away. And this really brings down my stress level so much. I load the dishwasher. I start loading it in the morning after we have our breakfast. As the day goes on, I will load it. In the evenings after dinner, I will load it. 
I will clean up the kitchen, put everything away that needs to be put away. And as the kids are going upstairs, once it's the end of the day, the kitchen is nice and tidy. And before we go to bed, we run the dishwasher. And the next morning, as the kids are having breakfast, I'm offloading the dishwasher, keeping it ready to receive dishes for the day. And so that is how I've been able to manage my stress when it comes to operating in my kitchen. So again, non-traditional, but very effective for me. And finally, what I wanted to also add is something that I've been doing for a while is that everything, or at least almost everything, I would say probably 95% of things in our house has a home. And what I mean is that our keys have a home. They're in a basket next to the microwave. Our cutlery obviously has a home. My pot lids have a home. I purchased just from the dollar store these wire racks where I stack my pot and pan covers. And so again, nothing has to be organized according to height or size or color or anything like that. It's just that every pot cover has a slot that it goes into so that when things are dry and clean, I know exactly where it goes. And what that means is the space where I place my pots remains easy to access and clutter-free. Another example, another I seem to be giving a lot of kitchen examples, but Another kitchen example is I buy food containers. I buy them from Ikea and they are generally the same shape. They might be different sizes, but they're the same shape. They're a rectangular shape for the most part. Some are deep, some are shallow, but I keep them the same shape so that I can stack them one inside the other. And I have a place where I keep the covers for each of these containers. So I put them in one of those magazine file holders. And so I have one of those where I put all the covers for these containers. And so, yeah, they have a place where they belong. Little baskets, little containers are good for this kind of thing. And so even our kids, their backpacks, their jackets, their shoes, there's baskets that are easily accessible to them where they know that they can just throw their shoes in there, throw their jackets, throw their backpacks. And if they forget, I can just say, Can you put your shoes where they belong? And they know exactly what that means. And the other benefit to that is I hardly ever get someone, one of the kids asking me, mom, where are my shoes? Mom, where am I? Where's my backpack? Everything has a home. So even if they forget to put their stuff away for whatever reason, I can just put it back in its spot and they know exactly where to find it the next day. This really reduces my stress so much because like I say, I hardly ever get questions about where are my shoes, where are my backpack, where's my crayon, where's my this, where's my that. They know that everything will be put back into its home. Of course, again, nobody's perfect. We forget to put things back where they are. But honestly, keeping things and making sure that everything has a home has reduced my stress so, 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 so much over the years. And these types of systems are things that I have developed over time. So whether it's using my dishwasher, whether it is decluttering my home, which is an ongoing thing, whether it's making sure that everything has a place in the home, these are systems that have I've developed over time and continue to evolve because 
my kids are growing, they're currently three years old and four years old as I speak. And so as they grow older, of course, these systems are going to evolve. And, you know, even just this morning, I'm remembering that my four-year-old, she helped me with the dishwasher. Like I said, usually as they're eating, I put things away from the dishwasher. And today I just brought out their cutlery, their cups, and she put them away. And yeah, I'm even remembering that her brother was trying to help her too. She was insisting on doing it herself, but her brother was also trying to help her because she knew exactly where things belonged. And nobody's perfect, like I said, but you know, it's an ongoing process. My house is not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but I have been able to enhance my peace and the ease to which I live my life by using these simple tips. And of course, many others, but I thought I would just start by sharing these ones with you first. And if you found this helpful, let me know. And I'm more than happy to share some other things that have been helpful in reducing my day-to-day stress just by the way I run my household. So my charge to you this week is to share this episode with a friend. Maybe you've always wanted to reduce your kids' toys and books and maybe their clothes, or maybe it's your clothes and your closet and your bags and your shoes, your makeup that needs to be streamlined and simplified. Maybe you can challenge each other to reduce your stress by reducing your clutter and just checking up on each other and keeping each other accountable. With back to school happening as we speak and Christmas coming up in a few short months, this is the perfect time to do so to create more space and more simplicity in your household. To end this episode with a quote, this is a quote that says, the fewer things we own, the fewer things we need to clean. The fewer things we own, the fewer things we need to clean. And it's by a blogger named Myrtle Marie. And I'm going to add a few other things to the end of this quote. The fewer things we need to clean, the more time we have to ourselves, the more time we have to decompress after a long day, maybe read a book, and just engage in activities that replenish your mind, your body, and your soul. Until next time, remember that I am here fiercely advocating for your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.